I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. Today, we are doing our last review of fall because Christmas starts this week. Woohoo! Christmas! So insane. They're starting to show the Christmas previews now on Hallmark uh-huh. during these fall movies, but I am consciously, I've skipped through all the previews except for the Christopher Palaha one, because I kind of want to go in surprised in a way. Like, I know the, you know, the summaries, but I don't want to be biased by seeing the little clips they show. Oh, well, then I totally ruined Christmas bedtime stories for you in my polos today, didn't I? <laughs> well, I was glad you told me because I was going to ask you. I was like, so tell me, what what do you see? <laughs> but for the most part, I, I skip ahead of them because I'm like, I'm going to have to probably watch this anyway, so it's okay. But what you told me is very curious. So just for the everybody listening, Christmas bedtime stories where Aaron and Steve Lund, Aaron Cahill and Steve Lund, are... I think they're already in a relationship because he proposes to her. And I think that she's struggling with dealing with the fact that her husband who's been missing in action is not there. And is she really ready to commit to another relationship? It's kind of where I think it's going. Which I am not a fan of. (laughs) Now I really wish they had just killed him off. Why missing in action? Like, that really makes you think he's going to come back to life if he's MIA presumed dead. You know? Why can't you just say yeah. her husband died in combat or whatever, in service, and she's still dealing with that? Well, maybe they're trying to play up the the drama of it even more, like making it more of a decision. Like, if your husband's already... If you know your husband is dead, the decision maybe is not as as impactful as if, what if he comes back? Yeah. So have I told I, you the story about my, somebody on my mom's side of the family? I don't think so. <laughs> if it's anything similar to this, then no. <laughs> okay. Um, so I found in this genealogy that it was written about like my mom's second or third great grandmother uh grandfather Mm -hmm. where he was they were married to each other and he was a pig farmer i guess and went to go sell pigs in nova scotia so he gets on this boat with the pigs to go to nova scotia and the boat was taken over by pirates and (gasps) he went missing oh my gosh and then seven years later shows up in Hmm. savannah georgia this is like connecticut he shows up in Savannah, Georgia, I guess gets a hold of his friend at home, but his wife has already remarried and has kids with this new husband. And he swears his friend to secrecy that he is alive and he only lives for like four more years or something. And the friend was not allowed to tell until after he died. Whoa. I know. Quite a family history. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is kind of a crazy story. Yeah. Whoa. Taken over by pirates. But it survives. Yeah. That's like a real good story. I know. It's fun, isn't it? You could fictionalize it. I mean, it's real, but like, then you could fictionalize it and, you know, have a happy ending or something. You could fictionalize (laughs) it. (laughs) 
I don't know that I can fictionalize oh, it. You know what this reminds me of? You want to make it a story? What? No, but I thought we should do this for our news and nonsense. But since there's like no room for news and nonsense with all the Christmas, it's the Hallmark Publishing news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. I figured I should share since we're talking about stories. Go for it. So w- word on the street is... On the street and all of the writer groups I am in, and according to public, this there's a publisher site that I don't have access to, but a lot of author people around me do that. And they shared Hallmark Publishing is closing down. Their senior editor left; she kind of went off and started her own company. And I guess suddenly that means Hallmark Publishing just quits. I don't understand the correlation there. So my dreams of writing and publishing a Hallmark book that could turn into a Hallmark movie are dashed forever and ever. You could still write a book that might become a Hallmark movie, but your chances of that happening, I think, are less. And you kind of like steamy romance. So you were going to write something specific for Hallmark that would make it more Hallmark centric. So you might not write something like that now. Well, yeah. I mean, I still have the idea that I had for it. You know, I have it all outlined, Mm -hmm. but it's just kind of sad. I really don't understand why they're just shutting it down. Maybe things will turn around and this will be an unfounded thing, but it seems pretty official in the writers author circles you should just write the book and then Mm -hmm. we will find like some writers to start interviewing and then we'll build relationships with them and you could be like hey you should read my book and maybe you could turn it into a movie i should you know but we're too scared (laughs) to talk to writers (laughs) (laughs) to to screenwriters you guys we have problems yeah. Okay. Well, that was my little bit of news. If anybody had hopes of publishing with Hallmark as well, I'm sorry. They're over. <laughs> I just killed your dream. <laughs> Killing dreams over here one one episode <sighs> at a time. I know, okay. I know. All right. On to happier things. Pumpkin everything. Yeah. So pumpkin everything. Is this happier though? I actually really like this movie. Okay. Sorry. Go. Go, 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 go on. <laughs> Don't dash it. <laughs> Okay, it's starring Taylor Cole and Corey Sevier. Taylor is an author whose grandpa falls and gets hurt, and so she returns home after having an estranged relationship with him for a while. So she's trying to figure out what she's going to do next and like kind of dealing with the fact that her family has not always been 100% supportive of her, specifically her grandfather, who wanted her to take over the family business, Pumpkin Everything, he quit paying for her school and would not pay for her to be a writer. He wanted her to go into business. And there's also the story of her and the best friend growing up who his mother passed away. This is a very long story, but his mother passed away (laughs) and they kind of left. She left and kind of left him at his worst time And then he had some problems and the grandpa was really the only person who like stood by him and stuff like that. And he now works for Mm -hmm. the grandfather. So yeah, that's the story. That is the summary. And we go right into our ratings these days. So for setting, I gave it a three because I'm putting all the decorations and stuff in a different category. I'm shocked still. 
I gave it a five. And the main reason I really loved these like unique homes that they had with the round front porches and the cute little town. And they, I don't know. There I was just only really the one house, it. the grandpa's house that double does the shop, right? No, they're two different houses. The shop is one house and then the other house is another because I rewinded to see because I thought those houses look surprisingly similar. They both had like a round, they were like a gray stone and like a round thing. But the one that was the store had a patio around the outside of the round part and the grandpa's house did not. And it was flipped where the round was on the right on the grandpa's but on the left on the store or vice versa. Hmm. Well, I thought the houses were cute that's a three i mean that's a three but the rest of it it was just normal small town i like it okay (laughs) style i am giving it a three as well taylor looked fine as she normally does and everybody else looked okay there wasn't anything really special here either i gave it a four i liked her i liked her (laughs) i liked her outfits the only one that i felt like wasn't super fall outfit was the dress at the end, but I did think the dress looked really cute on her, even though I didn't think it really fit like the fall theme of the movie specifically. But I thought, I mean, it probably is not something I was going to pick. I had kind of issues with the elbow part of the arms. I thought it was like she was wearing a long sleeve over or under a dress at first. I was like, what is this weirdo look? Yeah, it the sleeves were really weird, but I thought the rest of the dress was really nice. And I liked the pattern and stuff, so... You can tell how this is going to go, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I am afraid to hear what you're going to say the storyline is, because mine is a three. Mine's a four. Okay. At least it's not a five. <laughs> it is not a five. I uh, The part that I really enjoyed the most was I felt like the relationship between him and her was like, the con- they had the conversation really early about their past, you know, and I mm-hmm. was expecting that to actually be the conflict at the end. It was not the conflict at the end. The conflict at Mm-mm. the end was really surrounded around her and her grandpa and the family yeah. dynamics there. That's the reason I marked it up was because I felt like it was not cookie cutter hallmark as expected you know, and there was this focus on the family, and I I just, I really liked it. I thought it was cute. I mean, I really liked the grandpa, and I really liked Taylor and his scenes, and I really liked the mom with the cafe owner guy. I really oh. liked them. I wasn't feeling Taylor and Corey and their romance. Like, I would agree that they acted like adults, but I didn't feel very romantic, and honestly, I mean, I know Hallmark can't put out a, if they put out a summary of Taylor goes home and with her to meet her estranged grandpa and can they work things out? I'd be like, oh, boring. Where's the love story? But <laughs> I actually like all those parts better than any of the scenes with Taylor and Corey. It was just weird. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I actually really liked Corey in this one compared to Road Trip Romance, which. Oh, I did yeah, not he was like. definitely, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. He was better in this one than the Renaissance one, but still not my favorite. Also, now that you've mentioned it and I forgot to write it down, I was really, I mean, okay, 
after the first meeting, I was fine with the mom and the guy, I guess. I really hated the first meeting. I thought it was kind of funny that she was just like so uh, flustered. She was like a 12-year-old. Well, she hasn't felt these crush-like feelings in forever, Carrie. She saw a hot man her age, potentially single, stable, owning his own business. So she went a little 12-year-old. Can we He was her? good for her, though. But he was. I just didn't love that part. I mean, I, she did get better as the movie went on. But it was weird to me because later on in the movie, she's like, well, I've got to spend time with my daughter while she's here. But when that happened... She was like, bye, see you later. Like, completely forgot that her daughter was even in the room with her. It was kind of Yeah. Mm. The mom and her, the best relationships were Taylor and Grandpa, Mom and Luke, that guy, the name at the cafe owner was Luke. So <laughs> those were the two best relationships. <laughs> yeah. The Do you think the Grandpa was going to get together with the DJ jockey, the, the radio jockey? I did think there was going to be a little something there. And I still think there could be a little something there. They just I didn't have so. time to explore it. I agree. There was too many other storylines going on. Yeah. Wasn't uh, she in Perfect Harmony? Wasn't she one of the snobby professors? Oh, I don't know. I thought I recognized her in the scene. I mean, it wasn't a long scene, but I was like, I feel like I just saw this lady and she was that DJ. Okay. So I noticed they did it in this movie and they did it in Autumn in the City where they did this weird freeze frame at the end. So instead of the kiss and then we pan out with the camera and fade into the credits, they kiss and then we do a freeze frame frozen on the screen for like five seconds and then we go to credits. And I don't know if this is a new thing they're trying out or what, but I don't like it. <laughs> I did not notice that in Pumpkin Everything, but I did notice that in Autumn in the City and I agreed I did not like it in that one. Yeah, I definitely noticed. I was like, this is odd. So then I was purposely watching for it in Perfect Harmony and it didn't happen. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> okay. And then. Stars. Stars. I'm glad you said that. Because <laughs> I was going to go to the other one. You're going to give him a three or a two. Well, when you say it like that, yes, I'm giving it a two. Ooh, I gave it a four. Um, I liked them both together. So. Well, tomato, tomato. Um, actually, tomato, tomato does not fit here. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, fall! I'm giving it a four, mostly <gasps> because it was very decor-like fall, but I docked it because I didn't do anything that was actually fall. Like it was just she ate a candy a apple. I don't count that. I didn't even they remember that. had cider. Mm. Maybe I should give it a five. <laughs> but I don't remember any of these activities. I just remember that it was actually decked out for fall at last, you know, when we're heading into Christmas. Although I guess this movie came out like two weeks ago, so. I gave it a five for fall. Um, I did have a comment, though, about the big fake pumpkin in the back of the truck. Oh. That was a giant fake pumpkin, clearly. <laughs> I, I thought about that, too. I was like, I wonder if they could really find a big pumpkin like that. Because people do grow super large pumpkins. Yeah, like that movie that with Shannon Doherty. 
You know, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. She gets left her her um her father's pumpkin farm and hold on. Is this a Hallmark movie? Yeah. Oh, then I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about some kind of like magical story. (laughs) Where the pumpkin just keeps growing or something. Something about the big one. Growing the big one. That is a terrible title. A radio talk show host inherits her grandpa's pumpkin farm. When she loses her job, she's forced to take over the farm and host a new green, in air quotes, program to keep the farm and pay off the mortgage she hopes to win the pumpkin growing contest and you know who else it has in it oh dear who Kevin smith really mm-hmm. huh did you say what year this came out 2010 oh wow one of their first fall movies yeah and i don't think i saw it when it first came out i think i saw it a couple years later they play it like maybe once in the fall so we probably already missed our opportunity to watch it if you want to watch it but it is really cute well i probably won't watch it ever because i'll probably never catch it but (laughs) i'll probably see the title and be like growing the big one what is that about well now you know if you can remember anyway i thought the big fake pumpkin was stupid so there was that okay well i could get behind your five though i'm guessing you're giving this a nonsense and yeah i am giving it a nonsense okay i'm giving it a love because i really enjoyed it i think though Mm. the fact that it was so folly i was like ready for fall movies (laughs) yeah and this is this is the most fall movie like even out of the ones we're going to talk about today it's the most fall one so i agree okay moving on to autumn in the city this has Evan Roderick and Amy T. Garden, and she just ups and moves to New York City from Nebraska to try and find her calling. Something very Midwestern-y. No. Okay. With no plans other than where she's going to live and going to go yeah. work at a temp agency. How you can sublet an apartment when you don't even have a job that's regular to pay you is like... Shocking to me. I guess she had the first month. Maybe she already paid for it up front. Like she had the money saved up. So she went ahead and paid for it. That's the only way that I think she could make yeah. it work. Or she's friends with a girl, right? Well, she was subletting it though. Yeah, but you sublet through the the friend, not the actual people, I thought. You do. But the point of the sublet is that you pay for the apartment because they don't want to pay for it while they're not living there. Yeah, so I'm guessing she just had money saved. We're going to go with that. I thought it was weird, yeah. I mean, uh, I thought it was amazing that she was able to afford it, too, still, because it was a nice big apartment. But anyway, so yeah, she's doing all that, and Evan lives across the way. He's friends with benefits with her subleasey, subletter. I think that's Mm -hmm. the way, that's the word. So that was interesting. Uh, And he's trying to get his children's book published when his famous journalist mother wants him to become another famous journalist. And this is just a classic grumpy sunshine trope. I did like the one spot I could say this under fall, but I'll say it now. I did like the one spot where he's like, don't you want to go play in the leaves before I kick them off to the side? (laughs) I I have things to say about them. Okay, go ahead. So setting, I am giving it a three. 
I didn't care for, I didn't think anything was super special. I don't know if they were really in New York. I know for a fact they were not. Yeah, that street that they were on with the cafe and their apartments, that is like a very recognizable fake street like TV lot to me because they use it in a lot of these movies. (laughs) So I recognized all the places. (laughs) They were in Vancouver, by the way. (laughs) Oh, they're in Vancouver. Is that what you said? Uh Uh-huh. I gave the set a four because they were supposed to be in New York. And, you know, I've always got to mark it up for New York City because I just like it. Even when it's fake, though. Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right. I'm not like you. I don't I don't notice the things like when they're reused and stuff like that, like like you do. So that's that kind of stuff doesn't ruin the magic for me. Well, I guess that's a good thing because then you can give them higher scores. Style, I gave it a three because it was black. This is a bad week for you. <laughs> I feel like. Potentially, yes. <laughs> okay. I gave this style a four. I thought, first of all, I basically just cut my hair the same as Amy T. Garden. So if I don't mark it up for us having the same hairdo, who would I be? Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And there were several outfits that she had that I thought were really cute and stylish. I mean, sometimes she was dressed as like the museum person with the suit or whatever but i liked several of her outfits and he looked nice in like his suit and stuff like that so i gave it four yeah i mean a three means they look nice it's just not memorable storyline i gave it a four wow what'd you give it a 3.5 and i'll explain why (laughs) okay why did you give it a four why did you give it a four then i'll go into why so i gave it a four because so the first half of the movie was not my favorite where it was like she was so sunshiny perky he was so grumpy you know rude and they were both doing a lot of things like she was running through jobs and acting like she didn't know how jobs worked like her first temp one where she was at the fashion show like I don't know sometimes she seemed really dumb for someone who's been in the workforce for a while even if it was that her dad's job business. Well, for someone who is her age, have you not seen Devil Wears Prada? Well, yeah, that too. So <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's what shocked me about that scene. Yeah, I wrote down, why does she act like she doesn't know how a job works? Google directions and what you don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was shocking. Okay, so the first half did not care for. The second half, right around when they had their candle smelling moment, I which I loved. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. After that moment, it got exponentially better for me. And I thought they were a really cute couple and like their little montage of working together. We had a Lady Whistledown reference from Bridgerton. And they had like a real kiss that I appreciated. I mean, they all really kiss, you know, but some of them look more romantic and real Mm -hmm. than others you know so the second half really bumped it up for me that's why it's a four I can agree with that I do I do think the second half was better than the first half and I agree with you on most of those points I was also very surprised that the mom was as nice to her as the mom was I know the mom was like so kind to Amy but then when it came to her son she was just like the total opposite and not understanding at all when he was basically going through the same thing as Amy (laughs) 
of like yeah. trying to figure out what he wanted to do and like do it. Yeah. That was interesting to me too. This is the reason I couldn't mark it up to a four. Okay. I was really frustrated because you know how much I love a flash forward. Mm-hmm. One year later, here we are celebrating her birthday again. Everybody's there. And he pulls her off to the side and is like, I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to propose and he did not propose. I thought that too. I was like, it's her birthday. We just had your book published. You know, she said that you guys had a very romantic year together. I thought that's where we were going to. I was very angry about this. Like, that's the only thing. Like, maybe if he hadn't done the pull, pulled you across to to the side, I need to talk to you. It it wouldn't have been, like, so irritating, but it was really irritating to me. So I marked it a four and then decided, nope, three and a half. Ooh. Well, I just didn't mark it a five because, you know, that first half. But this one had another freeze frame at the end, which I mentioned. And then... The ending, okay, did you think the ending was a little odd with her friends mention the word champion and she suddenly goes back to his his mom to get advice and you're like, what is going on? Like, how did she correlate this? And then she just busts into the publisher's office, which I don't know how she did that, honestly, just going into some major publisher (laughs) person's office and fighting for her right to be the illustrator on this book i i didn't really care for that part i was like um no like i understand but i get what they were trying to do yeah they're trying to like go out there and take a hold of your future and like you do have to like put yourself on the line and take chances and risks and like be willing to put yourself out there i totally Mm -hmm. understand that i agree i did not love that whole sequence of things it just seemed like it would not really happen that way but it's hallmark (laughs) yeah it's hallmark we forgive a lot (laughs) so did you have anything specific to say about the candle smelling moment i wrote candle scent scene i don't know it was just very full of tension and like i thought they were gonna kiss and then they didn't kiss yeah and i thought it was unique because i feel like we haven't had like a, a candle smelling scene i don't think and it's a very fall well not even just a fall thing but I feel like it's a very couples thing to do where you're like just smelling candles and oh do you like this one no you can have that one kind of thing I just I thought it was sweet I agree and I think I want to like I need to have a candle smelling date with somebody that I actually want to smell candles with yes like hey let's go on a candle smelling date. not like a first date but once i've gotten past the first date and i think this could be the guy then maybe mm-hmm. i'll be like hey let's go walk around the mall <laughs> let's go to a <laughs> farmer's market <laughs> i don't know farmer <laughs> farmer's market is better because the mall is like early 2000s i feel <laughs> yeah let's but in the, the winter time there's not farmer's markets a lot of the time this is true. This is so true. So candles, mall has candles for sure. But you can only like sniff the candles for a limited amount of time before you get a headache. So Yeah, but there's a lot of the candles that I am not sniffing because I already know I'm not going to like them. So I'm at, at okay. an advantage because I'm picky. We're, <laughs> we're like planning this weird candle smelling date. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right. Oh my goodness. Okay. Stars. Okay. How did you rate the stars? Because I'm curious now. 
I'm between a three and a four. So 3.5 because at first I did not care for Evan's character very much at all. Like just him in general. I didn't think he was that attractive. <laughs> but then the second half of the movie came through and I, I thought I could see them together. So that's why I'm in between. So three and 3.5. I gave it a four. I could, okay. I could probably do a 3.5 though, even though I don't tend to do those. Like I save the 0.5s for some special situation, but I will mm-hmm. say Amy almost drove me crazy at the beginning with how perky she was. So I would never have given it a five for that reason. Yeah. I wouldn't have given it a five because I didn't know Evan very well. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know him either. I don't know him at all. I don't think. And he, I agree with you. To me, he wasn't like the cutest of guys. There were times where I thought, oh yeah, he's really attractive. And then there were other times where I was like, he's not attractive at all. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah. So he was basically a normal guy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. And then fall, I gave it a two because other than like the leaves thing, I didn't think it was super fall-like at all. I gave it a four because I did feel like four. at least the okay, B-roll. You gave, you gave Pumpkin Everything a five and uh-huh. you gave us a four? Yeah. This is so far away from Pumpkin Everything. Like more than just a point. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the reason why I wouldn't mark it up any further. At the picnic okay. scene. There is very mm-hmm. clearly a fake tree that they are shooting through at them sitting there. Okay? So I think they were trying to make it feel fall, but it was like this fake tree. And I looked it up. They shot in Vancouver uh-huh. in August. At the beginning oh. of August. So we're talking almost July. Yeah, Ending so like August 6th. There was not really fall things. And I felt like you could kind of tell it with the trees and stuff that maybe they weren't really actually in fall. But you still gave it a four? But I appreciated the effort. And if you compare fall, this movie, not compared to Pumpkin Everything, because I agree it was not as fall as Pumpkin Everything. But if you compare it to Girlfriendship, or you compare it to, wasn't Hidden Gems? The, a fall movie technically in August or was that June? I don't know. I the, do all remember. of the August movies, none of them were anything fall. Yeah. We all gave them zero. I know. So That's why I this give one's them a two. A... <laughs> two for effort. Four for effort. <laughs> You're just much nicer than me. Uh, at least this week. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I am giving this a love for the second half. So really, it's probably a middling nonsense or a middling love. I don't know. It's right there. First half's nonsense. Second half's love. So. Yeah. I'd agree with that. It's love kind of towards the middle. All right. Mm -hmm. So the last movie is Perfect Harmony, which starred James Denton and Sherry Salm and Peter and Julia Benson. It's about... Two people, Peter and Julia, are getting married, and Sherry and James are the best man and the maid of honor, and they are have to work together to help 
hurry along this engagement party wedding situation. And they hate each other. Yes. Okay. So setting, again, I gave it a three. I did like his house in the backyard. And the wedding at the end was very pretty. But that's about it. I gave it a three. And my only note about setting is that was not a desk. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, they kept calling it a desk. And I was like, what? That's not. I would not have been like, oh, that's clearly a desk. Let me get the scissors out of the desk. That was like it. It was a a dress table. Like for the wall type thing. Why would they move his uh, dead wife's desk, quote unquote, to the entry hall? It, like I don't even understand that either. <laughs> it was weird. It was it was really weird. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Style. This may surprise you. I gave it a two because her bridesmaids dress at the end, which we'd already mentioned in the preview because we saw pictures with the weird two tiered lace see through thing was bleh, terrible. And I was not a fan of James's hair. I feel like it should have been a little shorter on the back. That swoopy, I know he was going for like carefree rock star, but I feel like it could have been a little, little better. Um, so that's why it's a two. Her hair was amazing though. <laughs> her hair was amazing. I gave it a four, mostly because of her outerwear. I loved like all of her colorful blazers. And there was the one scene uh, where she's wearing, I don't know what it's called, like a duster, like a ankle length. Mm-hmm. Uh, floral outerwear thing uh, cardigan or whatever it was really cute so I gave it a 4 for that but would not have given it a 5 because of the bridesmaid dress even though I didn't hate the bridesmaid's dress as much I do wish I don't love the tiered thing but that's definitely in style these days but if it had just had the liner all the way down I think it would have been substantially better because I did think from the top tier up it was really pretty yeah the top was pretty and also, I mean, I didn't really put this in style, but James's real son played his son in this movie, and he still looks like Harry Potter to me. And it felt really weird seeing him with this beard and that hair. And I was just like, it didn't quite fit for me. <laughs> but I was like, he looks like Harry Potter, and he kind of acts like Harry Potter, which was very strange. Harry didn't. <laughs> his name is Harry? No, his name's Shepard. <laughs> oh, Okay. I, I was, like, getting saying, really excited, like. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Rob was okay. Harry. Way oh, to go. a no, sad no. Hagrid reference. Oh, okay. I know I was going to say, are we going to mention poor Hagrid? But, yeah. He passed away this week, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, storyline, I give it a four. Oh, wow. Yeah, what'd you give it? I gave it a three. Okay. What, what? Why'd you give it a three? Because it's one of my least favorite tropes. And I felt like the fighting was over the top at times. Although See, I did kind I of like think... the bickering at the beginning where they were doing the flashbacks of how the thing went. Mm-hmm. You know that old saying that like there's always three sides to a story, his side, her side, and what really happened. Yeah. And you could definitely see that in the in those flashbacks. That was kind of cool, but I didn't think they like fought for too long. I did. 
clearly. <laughs> see, see that that's what you focused on because you don't like that trope. What I focused on because I love it is the singing and people singing each other through songs and duets. Like when they sang Totally Clips of the Heart together, I was like, oh my gosh, I've literally dreamed this scene. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Because I'll listen to music and I'll make up stories. And I've dreamed <laughs> this scene of a girl on a stage <laughs> singing a duet with a guy <laughs> that she That's likes. That's so funny. And he likes her. So this was like wish fulfillment. And I love that song anyway. So I did also really like the singing. Um, it started with James singing at the, the very first second of the movie, which I appreciated. The song mm -hmm. that stood out to me, I did like Total Eclipse of the Heart. I appreciated that he like saved her in that. But I really liked the crazy little thing called love. Like, See, I thought that was cute. But didn't you think it was in too high of a register for her voice? It almost okay. seemed like she was reaching. I felt like she was singing in, what is that called when you sing from your like upper? <laughs> now I, I want to know. know. Um, your head voice and your yeah your head voice that's what it is so okay. i felt like she was singing from her head voice in every time that she's saying except for the last song she went in and out of it so i mm. i the only song that i really liked her singing on was actually the last song but not because she was necessarily bad it was just like you're saying like it felt like it was too high of a register for her but I mm -hmm. felt like the crazy little thing called love was kind of like fun, peppy, unexpected. I was not expecting songs that you would know. Like Totally Eclipse of the Heart wasn't as surprising because we had already had the other one, right? I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting yeah. them to play songs that we actually knew. <laughs> I thought they were all going to yeah, be his songs. me either. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, I thought going into this movie, for some reason, I thought that they had been a duet prior. <laughs> like a oh. duo and then that there was issues and they broke up so that's why I thought they were gonna like sing their own songs until we saw the beginning I was like oh they were never they were yeah. never a thing I have one more singing thing harmony is hard I do not believe for a second that they sang that last song without practicing at all well I I agree I almost wondered if she wasn't the one singing in that one because it almost didn't sound like her voice from the rest of it. And I know you said it was because she was like changing. But I almost wondered if it wasn't her. I don't know. But I mean, it was supposed to be her in the story. Regardless yeah, of if it was true. actually her or not. But she wrote the lyrics. She didn't write the music, right? And there was no music mm -hmm. part to it in his notes. So how would you know how the music goes to know what the harmonies are or to know the timing of when things are supposed to be? You could you could have written that. I, I just I just didn't well, feel like it made much sense. Well, that's how it always is with these singing ones. But this I will true. say they were they were working on a song. So maybe this is the same melody that they're working on, but they just never finished those lyrics for that other song. And they just applied that melody to this one because he started the song so she would recognize the melody so maybe something in there i don't know i don't know i okay. just appreciate um as far as the songs and like their lyrics i liked that scene when 
because she was always going on about like how his songs didn't have any meaning blah 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 and how she was all about purple prose type stuff and he's like if I'm going to tell you that I love you I'm just going to tell you I I love you I don't need to cover it up with all this other stuff and I was just like oh my gosh I really love this moment I did like that too and he's like not not you (laughs) yeah not you per se but you um so I really like that the other things I was going to say was there was a Frozen reference, which I don't know if they meant for this to be a Frozen reference, but in the vows at the end, they said we finish each other's sandwiches. Oh, I heard that. I do think that that was meant to be. I didn't know. I couldn't place where that was from. I was like, I know where this is from, but I cannot come up with it right now. It's yeah. from the song, If Love Was an Open Door from Frozen. Yeah. Love Was an Open Door. You didn't jump yes, in there Carrie. with the second door. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> and then the one other um, quote kind of scene I really, really liked was when they were putting together the party favors and she was like, you know what I always find interesting is when people interview women who are like 105 years old, the thing that they say helped them live longer is that they stayed away from men, which I've also seen the interviews and articles that single women live longer and then he he asks her like what she's thinking or something and she's like I'm calculating if you're worth the years off my life (laughs) like if if she gets into something with him and I just I think about that a lot actually (laughs) I have never thought of this before but then again (gasps) really my grandma is 96 so I mean my grandpa did die like 45 years ago but well, she's have never you heard, been remarried and she's never been remarried or anything. Have you heard that married men are the happiest and single women are happier than married women? No, and I do not necessarily believe this. Well, there's a lot of articles about it because, you know, of things because women are. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So I believe well, it. And my only thing is, is we might be happier now. I don't think. That in 40 years, when I'm single and I don't have a family, that I'm going to be happier than I would have been if I had been married and had a family. So, hold on. That's my only thing is like, not everybody needs a family, but I do think that single women, single women live longer. We can say possibly happier. And we can say that they do have a family of their own choosing that does not have to mean a husband and biological children, or it could be biological children without a husband. So I'm just going to throw that out there. So then do you have any other notes for it before we go on to stars? Yes, I have two more notes. And I'm okay. surprised you don't know at least one of these. But it's public kiss. I really liked the hand holding scene where they were standing there and their hands touched And then they walked away holding hands. I was like, there's many times where I think that's going to happen in these movies and it never happens. Yeah. So I would like really liked that. Um, It was really cute. Another reason it doesn't get a higher mark is because of a public kiss. Ah, there it is. (laughs) Hate that. I hate it. I hate it. And yeah, it was awkward. And the sun started it. Like, I know. Last tinkling. And 
Like, I would have been fine with um, other people, like, seeing it if they had gotten off the stage and then started the dancing and kissed there. And then you kind of see the other people seeing them kiss. And, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. like. But the fact that it was, they're standing, lengthening out the amount of time that they're on the stage, like, just staring into each other's eyes. So then it's awkward. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't the best. But on their second kiss on the dance floor a minute later, at least we didn't freeze frame it. And we just normally panned out with the camera. <laughs> okay, now we can do stars. And I'm giving this a four because I really liked James and Sherry together. Oh my goodness, I am shocked. I gave I it a know. three, but not mostly because of them specifically, like the stars. Uh-huh. But because of the characters at the first half of the movie that I didn't I didn't love the big oh. ring stuff. But Okay, that's fine. I feel like I like this movie more than you. Fall, I gave it a zero. Me too. Woohoo! And I gave it a love. I gave it a nonsense. <gasps> oh, okay. I knew you were going to do this. It's a center one. I was going to ask, okay, if we rate the three of these, I was for sure going to know that ours are going to be completely opposite. Are ours opposite? Yours is Perfect Harmony, Autumn and City, and Pumpkin Everything, and the mine's Pumpkin Everything, Autumn and City, and Perfect Harmony? Yep. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about it. <laughs> well, that's okay. So that wraps up our fall preview. No, not a preview. Reviews for 2022. Next up is Christmas. All right. Well, if you love listening to us, please subscribe on whatever you use to listen to podcasts. You can leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, and that really helps us get discovered by other listeners. You can also follow us on social media, a.k.a. Instagram and or Facebook at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Instagram, we're more active on there and you can vote on the movies that we review for the Christmas season. We're also having a fun little Christmas bingo where you can win prizes. And we have Christmas movie review cards where you can rate the movies with us. So I think I hit all the points. You did. The only thing that I will add is our next episode is a preview episode and stephanie mentioned voting you're gonna get to vote today on the um what movie we'll do stephanie and i both picked a movie for airing this week for christmas and you guys get to pick the third one so go find us and vote so we'll talk about your the one you want us to talk about next week yep all right until then bye-bye bye